the free for all round table round two all right just getting my head together for the round table and i want to say good morning to toronto lawyer karima sad adam vaughn is a former liberal mp and former city councillor uh media and crisis communications leader Anne marie akins is here as well good morning to you all and happy friday and we'll start on the beyond sad story. And as I said on round one, it's not debatable, but I think we absolutely have to talk about it. Anne-Marie Aikens, I'll start with you on this one. The mystery girl whose body was found wrapped in a blanket in a dumpster a year ago has now been identified. And that may end up, you know, end one mystery, but it opens a whole bunch of others. It does. Um, One, I'm very, very grateful that uh, uh, police were able to identify her. So the sweet darling has at least a name at this point, and you can, uh, communities can start to mourn that way. I'm also thankful that Detective Hank is on the case. I continue to be impressed with him and uh, really admire uh, his sensitivity and just the work that he does. But one thing that makes me very curious with the DNA is because, you know, people are putting their DNA when they really want to find out about their family history in those publicly, I guess, accessible DNA banks. And that's how they matched her. And I'm like, that's just not fitting with a family that didn't even report her missing. So, but you're so curious about your own DNA. Uh, I just have so many questions. Yeah. Uh, And Adam Vaughn, maybe police know a lot more and aren't sharing it yet. But at its core, this is about the fact that a child can disappear and nobody notices. Yeah, it's, I mean, we've come through COVID when when all of our social patterns were disrupted. And I guess um, the, the tragedy is sort of may, maybe put in a bit of a haze because of that. But but uh, it's it's such a heartbreaking story. And and um, it's it's not going to have a nice ending now that we know her name, even though that that gives us some sort of way to frame it. But um, it's it's just a, a child dying. In, in a violent way is just never never anything you can say anything nice about. No. Uh, Karima Sad, your thoughts? Uh, I, I would echo what's already been said. This is tragic, and it seems that it was the combination of this DNA database and um, tips, and a tip that was pointing in one direction but ended up leading somewhere else. Um, so the only thing we know for sure is that there's going to be a lot more questions asked and and now uh you know an investigation uh clearly targeting i think um family members will probably be the first step a little while ago on the show we were talking with an arborist who lives and works on the toronto islands he has stored his equipment on city property for some time now and previously he was able to dispense with the residue from his work on the island. Now he's being told, can't put your equipment on city property, must take all that stuff to the city dump. Adam Vaughn, you were a city councillor. What's going on here? You know, this reminds me of the trouble Dufferin Park had, you know, just letting people enjoy a park that, let's face it, they created. I used to play cricket up at the Eglinton Flats, and there was a group of folks that used to have a couple of beers and play some dominoes and they used to take care of our cricket pitch and they got chased off the instead of engaging the public the parks department has this way of of, of sort of saying keep off the grass don't climb in the trees and if you're too big don't go on the swings Uh, it's it's just a it's just it's just public service gone wrong and and uh the islanders are are not a group that go away into the night quietly And they happen to have a very good friend in in the mayor's office olivia chow has spent a lot of time on the islands my guess is that'll be rectified 
lickety split with the new mayor in town. You're right. She was married there, as a matter of fact. She um, was married there. Yeah, Karima Sand, this just strikes me as one of those ne- cases. Next to a tree. Yeah. <laughs> um, this strikes me as one of those uh, occasions where some civil servant gets some sort of bug or bee in their bonnet, and all of a sudden they're enforcing rules that don't have to be enforced. Yeah, it's it's nice when people are able to sort of self-regulate, right? Um, important to have rules overall, but it seems here that the local community is in full support, that this is a valuable service being provided to the island, and there's no clear upshot on changing something that has been working, right? Um, so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, Anne-Marie Aikens, it strikes me there is a level of pettiness to all of this because it doesn't seem to be bothering anybody on the island. Yeah, I think there's a, a couple of things. One is that uh, um, sometimes in in big uh, uh, municipal services, there is a culture of no because it's it's less work if you say no to something. So it's uh, when you're busy, uh, it's e- just easier to say no. But the other thing, and Kareem would know this, that that um, uh, the cease and desist letters. Uh, as a when I was a public servant all those years, and my job was to uh, advise people on issues, I would always, always discourage them from doing the cease and desist letter because it, it never ends happily. You have then evidence to go to the media to say, "Look what they're t- you know they're threatening me." So uh, I think that just got in trouble. There seems to be some easy solutions here, and uh, and uh, I'm hoping our new mayor has that yeah you know, fulfills her promise to cut through the culture of no and and change that. Yeah, well, it could be part of the parks management model though is is flying squads. They sort of send all the grass cutters to all the parks in one part of the city one day and they go to the next. And, and so you, you've got these squads of people who don't sit in the park and care for the park. We, we, we used to have a system where parks workers sort of had, had carriage of a particular park and they knew it inside and out and they knew the characters inside and out. And in the name of a, sort of some sort of MBA minded driven efficiency model, we lose that personal touch. And then we wonder why, City Hall loses its touch with citizens, and it's because of this this need for efficiency as opposed to to what I would call convenience and 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 and, and care. Anyone who's been on social media in the last twenty four hours or so will see the now very gentle, unbespeckled face and well coiffed Pierre Polyev. He's got a brand new look. Uh, Anne Marie Aikens. I know some people will say it's a very surface discussion to be having, but clearly. You know, his handlers thought that he needed a visual makeover. So I guess it does have some degree of importance. I, I suppose so. But, you know, you know I have the personally a year ago, I had my eyes fixed and I had signature glasses on. I was known for, for my glasses. And I think I looked like that when I took my glasses off. I swear I look just like uh, Pierre uh, is looking right now. So so it, we might get used to it, but I'm not sure it's softening his look enough. I think that's what they were going for because he has such a, you know, a, you know, just a hard, uh, always complaining, always, you know, trash talking um, kind of in personality. And it's it's certainly not giving me any sense of personality uh, with the glasses off. And Karima, are you getting the warm and fuzzies now about his new look? Uh, I think that this, you know, is maybe a response to all of the Millhouse memes that circulate (laughs) about Pierre Polyev. So uh, I understand the the motivation, um, but it, uh, I'm not... what can I say, right? He is what he is. 
It's, it's not his eyes, it's his mouth. Yeah. It's the, it's the yeah. whole package. But look, and if Jerry can be sunny and, 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 and sweet, I guess I guess Pierre can change. But I, I, I think it's his mouth, though. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's how he talks to people that's the problem. Yeah, and besides, Jerry's sunny sweetness is apparently only going to run from 9.05 to 9.15 in traffic. It may have just ended. Okay. Sunny ways, my sunny friends. Ways. Sunny ways. Um, I know that uh, environmentalism appeals to uh, many of you on the panel this morning, so let's hit on the topic that Canadians, according to a new poll, are not yet warm to the idea of buying an electric car. I've actually set myself up that the next car absolutely will be an electric car, but two-thirds of Canadians say that ain't working for them. And marie Aikens. I, I, can, I can get that because, uh, you know, we've seen uh, buses get, uh, um, you know, become electric and it, it, it's they're weird. The public, uh, you know, demands electric trains, for example, and so forth like that. But uh, then personally, when they think of, oh, that's a huge tra- change. What if I run out of, you know, electricity power in the middle of the highway or something when it, it's just a big change? And I think people are, are uh, you know, they just don't adapt to change very well, but I think they will. They will eventually. And uh, you can see, you can tell out there now, there's just more and more and more you're seeing. So I think they will adapt eventually. Adam Vaughn, 80% of Canadians drive less than 50 kilometers a day. And yet, every time I bring up electric cars, somebody will text me and say, well, how am I supposed to get to Thunder Bay? I, I, they probably had the same concern when when gas powered cars replaced the horse. But but uh, look, I've never had a car of my own. Uh, of, you know, people in my household have had cars, but I've never actually bought or owned a car. So I am not an expert here. The only electric car I like is a streetcar. But um, look, it, change takes time, and 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 you know. If if you're in a rural rural part of the country or a part of the country where where you know strategically you've got to find a gas station when you need to fill up, um, you're going to think twice about electricity. But but uh, I've never been a big fan of electric cars. I have to say, you know, cars are the electric car is saving the car industry. It's not saving our cities or saving our planet. And 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 I think that it's it's um, it, it's a it's the right choice to make to save the planet, but but I, I think that we're far too focused on our love of cars to understand that if we don't start loving the planet a bit more, the air is going to be like it is today for a long long time to come. Okay, so Adam Vaughn's never owned a car, and Karima said you get around on a scooter. So we're talking to an interesting crowd. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have a license here. Um, I I will I guess use this to plug the scooter um, because even though city bylaw in Toronto um, prohibits them. They are actually a great way to get around um, and efficient. And uh, like Adam suggests, it kind of breaks out of the mold of needing a personal vehicle. Um, I guess as more infrastructure for charging, et cetera, pops up, this will be relevant to cities. Um, but in, in more rural areas or where there's weather, I think, that would impact the functioning of, of cars, given Canada's climate, um, I understand why people would be concerned. Thanks a lot for this. Have a wonderful Canada Day weekend. That's Karima Sad, Adam Vaughn, Anne-Marie Aikens. And you're, you're going out on the orchestral version. I remember when this was recorded. That's how old I am. Uh, have an amazing Canada Day, everybody. Do whatever is a thrill for you and spend some time with the people you love. We'll meet back here on Tuesday, but we do have special programming on Monday, the bank version of Canada Day. Here we go, out with a flourish.
Catch the Roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.